Welcome back to the Malin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Early Bird CBD studio in Austin, Texas. My co-host, Sally Young, is back in town and in the studio. Sally, what is up and how was your trip? It was great. Yeah? We did some great things. I feel really good about it. I'm going to post some shit on social media later. You post a little bit from there. I posted on stories. Yes. But I might like post an album. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to get a grandma. I'm probably going to get a grandma. Antigua is really awesome. So we were in Guatemala City and then we were in Antigua. And Antigua, I thought, was like on the coast. Turns out it's not. I'm like internal. Do I? Okay. Sorry. We're having a little production <laughs> issue. Dave. Um, those headphones. But there was like volcanoes all around. One of them erupted while we were there. It's really tight. It was great. That sounds awesome. But not as awesome as the weather that we're having today. Oh, man. Paul is finally here. I want to go get a pumpkin spice latte. I'm wearing my uh, Pablo Escobar sweatsuit. You are. Dave and I both separately made comments about your outfit. Well, it's a matching sweatsuit. It's a matching sweatsuit. Yeah. And, and it's, it's comfortable as hell, but it does make me look a like little a, a bit like camel, Pablo Escobar. Like a camel brown with a, a stripe. Like a cream double stripe across the chest. But Will said that if I added a, a gold chain, I would look like a drug dealer. Yeah, you absolutely would. Yeah. Well, whatever. I like it. Uh, producer Dave is here. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dylan? With the backwards cap on. You know he means business. Yeah. This is <clears> recording, Dave. I don't want to get too gross, but outside... You know, I've been pretty phlegmy. Like, my voice has been uh, it's still yeah. kind of that way. But outside, when I got out of the car, I hawked, like, the biggest loogie of the year. Oh, gross. And it felt so nice. And I feel I feel better. I feel like my voice is almost back to normal. It's been a, it's been a good day. This has I'm been saying. a bad two weeks for anyone with any kind of sinus issue. Oh, my god! I hear a lot of people out there. I was just at a coffee shop. People sneezing, coughing, hacking. It's not good. Yeah, I've I've turned a little corner lately, and it feels it feels real good, especially since the weather's nice. Get to actually enjoy the fall. I've been going stupid on the neti pot. Yeah, you got to. I've been doing the yeah. nasal spray stuff. And so just it, like the saline spray. Um, my my dad gave it to me. He was a he had, he didn't use it, but it was a prescription one, and it's it's pretty dope. Or like steroid nasal spray. I don't think it's a steroid. Whatever a steroid you do, spray. don't use Afrin. Oh hell no! Why? For like. Okay, so Afrin, you know, like, it's a vasoconstrictor, so, it, like, it immediately, like, helps with the stuffiness in your nose. But you can only use it for, like, twice a day for three days because then you get rebound, st- like, swelling, and then you literally cannot breathe for... It's terrible. So just... Yikes. You, I love Afrin. It's my best friend, especially when you're, like, so stepped up, you just, like, want to breathe through your nose. But literally only use it once because then you get the rebound swelling and then it's, like, way worse than it was before. You gotta be careful. I bet what you're using is probably like allergy, like Flonase, something. Yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah, and it it works pretty well. But the rebound sounds pretty terrifying. I, I'm not down with that. Don't do it, <clears throat> man. What yeah, the- <laughs> I was gonna say you can get Flonase over the counter now. Yeah, you can. Oh, I get, I, I rock the generic. I usually go generic. It's the same shit. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. Uh, before we get into it, the hotline number is 888-362-MAIL, M-A-I-L. That's 888-362-6245. And if you prefer to write in, you can do so. There's a link to that in the Twitter bio, and that's at Mailin Podcast. You guys ready? I'm ready. I hope so. We have like eight questions today. 
three of which are voicemails. Dave, let's jump right in. <clears throat> okay. Dylan, Sally, Dave, do you have any experience with friends going sober? I'm in my late 20s and I'm currently, or I'm sorry, I'm considering stopping drinking and mentally preparing myself for how things in my life will change, like relationships with friends, etc. To pull back the curtain, the problem is that once I start, it is difficult to keep a good pace or stop drinking. In the younger years, I had a history of being an angry at the world drunk, but I've worked on this and grown up a lot to where this doesn't really happen. Do you guys have any experience or tips with uh, going sober or how to navigate this change with my friends? Thanks, guys. Love you all. As others have said before, you guys have helped cheer up tough times. Keep up the great work. Uh, I will first just want to say good on you for recognizing that you have a little bit of a problem and wanting to make a, a pretty drastic change in your life. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I don't think any of us here, I'm, hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn, um, have ever had this issue and, and needed to go sober. Um, I don't think we, it's a it's a problem discussing our, our buddy Ross, who I think is pretty open about the fact that he gave up drinking a while back. Uh, he, he gave it up. He was kind of a, a one-speed drinker, I think, and just didn't know how to, like, slow down. Um, And, yeah, he, he quit, and he's been sober for, over, I know, over a year. I think close, two years. Close to years. two years now. That's right. Um, And it's changed his life for the better. Um, I, I don't envy people who have to do this because being, like, a young person who goes out and has, like, you know, social friends, it's, it's hard. It's hard on y'all because you got to, you know, just, like, the social aspect of it is just, it's just tough. And to be around it, like Ross typically doesn't even like to be around it. He'll avoid like coming out and stuff, and that's fine. But uh, so you miss out on some of that. But I don't know. You have anything to say about it? Ross is my most sober friend. Yeah. Like I've never had a friend who's like giving it up cold turkey like him. Yeah. Uh, which probably says a lot about my friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. It's tough to. Uh, it would be tough to go out like hit the bars and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I typically probably about once a year go sober, I guess. You do sober January. Usually sober January. But, I mean, I'm going sober right now. Mostly whenever I'm like, I need to lock it down and I don't want to drink. And I one of the biggest pet peeves of mine, and this doesn't have, I'm not like going sober because I need to. It's more of like a I want to for health. But either way, whether you feel like necessary for your mental health or your physical health, or maybe you have a problem, you know, keeping it like low key. My biggest pet peeve is when people are like, why aren't you drinking? So I think the biggest fear of people going sober is the like social implication. And one of the best things I was ever told is like, just stop making excuses, like saying you're on antibiotics or whatever. Like the best thing to do is just like look at someone and just be like, I'm not drinking right now. And that's all you have to say to them. Most of the time, if you say it firmly enough, they're not going to press you. They're going to just like assume whatever the hell they want, which is fine. But I think as an adult, it's kind of frustrating to have this like, I feel like I felt the same way this kid did in college where I like could never be either like I was either sober or I like was way, way, way drunk. And so there would be periods in college where I would stop drinking, but then everyone would freak out. And as an adult, I think that that, as I get older, that's slowed down just because we have no need to like drink on Wednesday nights, like blackout yeah. Wednesday or whatever we would call yeah. it. But I just think the biggest 
for me, the biggest hurdle was like the social aspect, like going on dates or going out with friends and just having a Topo Chico or a water. Or even I would like get drinks and lie and say they were alcoholic, but really or a club water. soda with lime and yeah. it looks like you're drinking a, a vodka soda, but it's just right sparkling water. So I think this guy, like, if that's what is in his best interest for his physical and mental state, maybe he should try it out and don't be afraid to just be honest with people. But if you don't want to get into it with people, just say I'm not drinking right now and leave it at that. Absolutely. That's my that's my opinion. Man, I feel pretty blessed that I've never like, uh, and I'm not. I'm not trying to make this guy feel worse about himself, but like I've always had a natural like shut off. Like I've never, I've never, I, I never, I don't black out. I, I'm pretty good at just naturally pacing myself. I don't feel the need to over drink. I don't feel the need to drink on a regular basis. I mean, I will be very honest. Have if I would have continued drinking the way that I did in college and even post college. When I was like living in Houston, um, I think that that could have turned into a problem. Really? And my life just took a, not like took a turn, but like the natural progression of my life and getting older and my friends growing up all kind of forced, not forced me, but like led me to drinking less and not going out the same way that I did. So it was easier for me to just kind of like parlay that into social casual drinking versus like drinking to get hammered. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that might be this guy's problem. He might be surrounded by people or situations where that's all they're doing. Cause yeah. the year like college for sure. But the, even in the years post college when we were like 24, 25 and going to like games and stuff, it was still like your end goal was like, okay, we're drinking. We're getting so drunk. That was our whole goal. We never were like, Hey, let's have a beer and then just relax. Yeah. And now that's what my life is. So he may be in a, just a point of his life where like you may not have a problem. You may also be like around people who are not slowing down either. Yeah. And I mean, so, I've, I've known plenty of people who, um, like I described earlier, the one speed drinker, they mm -hmm. just, they don't know how to drink socially and casually. It's just like, all right, I've had a sip of alcohol. Now it's time to get drunk as fast right. as I can. And that's just, and the biggest thing, as cliches as says or sounds, but admitting that you have a problem is like the first step. So the yeah. th fact this guy's self-aware is the already thing helpful. Was, first thing I said was good on this guy for yeah. recognizing it and wanting to do something about it. Yeah. It's tight. Good for you. Let's do the next one, Dave. Hey, fam. What do I do if I'm not comfortable fulfilling my boyfriend's top fantasy in the bedroom? For context, we've been together for many years and have plans to get married in the near future. I'm totally comfortable with him hiring the right people, but I know he'd prefer it to be me. I just want to give him everything he wants and not disappoint him because he's the best. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Love all the washed pods. Yeah, what? This what, is interesting. What's the fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She she didn't. She mention doesn't it. mention it. <laughs> she didn't she mention like alludes to hiring people. Maybe like dominatrix because that's right. like a, a popular like. Okay, I need to hire someone to to actually like get to this freaky dom with me. me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, because I was trying to think through, like, what? Yeah, because <laughs> what if it was, like, uh, like, a clown? if it was, like, you know. Um, like someone like, to pee on him? Like a like, nurse oh, fantasy. Yeah. Like, that's an easy one to do. Like, yeah, you can you go can buy a nurse outfit. Up. You can. Or, like, student teacher fantasy or just something weird like yeah. that. Like, that's easy. But, like, dominatrix. Like, if I was with someone who was, like, yeah, by the way, I'm into dominatrix shit. I'm like, you know, honestly, that's too much for me. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. not going to put on, like, uh, you know, leather shit and whip you. Like, I, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. The fact that she's okay with him, like, 
outsourcing this though, hiring somebody, pretty interesting. So how I feel about this is like, anytime we get a question where somebody says something to the point of, I love this person, but, but I'm always a little hesitant. And it seems like this girl really does love her boyfriend. If She's like, okay, I will do whatever it takes to make you happy. Even if I have to outsource it. Right. Is that what she's saying? Like pretty much. But I also, at the same time, sometimes people are just when, when there's like a, but, and people are worrying if they're incompatible to me, like levels of sexual, uh, not sexuality, but like, I feel like that can be a little incompatible. Like if you are just like a plain Jane missionary girl and then like he wants to like. And he's 50 shades of gray. Yeah. That can present a problem. Of course. Especially in Intimacy is very important. And so I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about it. I this. don't know either. I don't know what to say. I don't know what the answer is. If you really truly. If his, if his fantasy is so extreme. That she's like, the only way we can do this is if you, like, hire someone to do it. Yeah. Might not be a great fit for you. I mean, are right. you going to let this happen, like, throughout your entire relationship? Right. Your entire life? Because what if, the what next if 40 you do years? it and then it progresses into, like, even more intense? Yeah. So I would, I mean. Definitely I, don't ever do anything you're uncomfortable with. Right. But I think you need to have a frank conversation with him. I'm sure that she has. But I just think. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I'm trying to think if this was me and I feel like I'm just really straightforward. So I'd be like, I'm not into this. If that's a deal breaker, you're going to have to figure it out, but better protect her yourself and like your own. I do not. Don't have do a, something that's going to make you uncomfortable. I do not have a good answer for this person. Unfortunately. Stop picking questions. We don't have answers to Dylan. Well, these are real problems. <laughs> these are real problems. Alan. We got to, <laughs> Not that maybe you I guys mean, had something. Okay, here's something I can actually say that might be helpful. Maybe go see a sex therapist like together and try to work this out. That's a good idea. Because I don't think the answer is her. Not that she's like withholding on him, but if he's like really that into it and not going to ever let it go, then like they should do something about it. But at the same time, I don't want her to do something she's uncomfortable with and then like feel guilt or shame or whatever because she did. She says, for context, we've been together for many years. Okay, if they've been together for many years, maybe they've gone this long. Spicy. Well, they've gone this long without her having to fulfill the fantasy, right? So why, if if he's been okay, just getting really thus far. Why does she have to give in? Yeah, this isn't succession. They didn't go open relationship first night of marriage. You know. Yeah, sorry, we don't have a good answer for you. Okay, see a sex (laughs) therapist, I guess. Yeah, that's the answer. Go see, go see somebody. Let's talk me undies. Me, the the me undies spooky season collab you didn't know you wanted. Oh wow, he brought out the sound <laughs> effects. It's I've been most, waiting. Sally, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween. Remember when planning your costume as a kid was like the most fun you could have pre Christmas? Oh yeah. And now that you're an adult, Halloween feels less Halloweeny. Am I right? Well, MeUndies is bringing back the childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with their spooky prints and Halloween costume onesies. How spooky are we talking, Dave? Uh, Dylan can probably answer that question. They Wow, they have costume onesies. I, that's interesting. I just got the underwear. They sent me the the uh, the ghost underwear. Think about how you're 
about to have the most comfortable Halloween of your life in a costume onesie. Oh my I gosh. I mean, think about that. You're just about, I mean, that's the best thing ever. I haven't even gotten my eyes on these things. I need to see what's going on. They're spooky tonight. soft. Well, yeah, that's, okay? a, that's, that's a given though. Like designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body soft. Softer than a fluffy kitten dressed up in a pumpkin costume. That's, that's pretty soft. damn soft. Wow. Yeah. Softer than brains that zombies love to eat. Wow, that's graphic. Whoa. Oh, too far? Well, yeah, you get the idea, okay? <laughs> These are the softest undies known to man, and they're also available in sizes extra small, Dylan, to size 4XL. Soft for all, what? Uh, different prints, colors, and styles. Yeah, we got them. Most unique prints out there. It's not just Halloween prints. They got other stuff, too. I've got, like, one from, like, I think every holiday. Whenever, whenever a new season comes up and the holidays start rolling in, you can expect them to hit us with some some festive underwear, Dave. Yeah. If you don't feel like leaving your house, that's cool, too. Just wear the Halloween costume onesies and pass out candy, and you're good to go. Yeah. I'm going to wear a Halloween costume onesie out in public and not care too. about it. I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing it. Wow. Whole squad doing it. Right now, they've got a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. No brainer. No brainer. Ooh, brainer. Because <laughs> they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 15% off of your first pair, free shipping, and that guarantee, go to meundies.com slash mail-in. <clears throat> meundies.com slash mail-in. Just do it, please. Wow. I'd like to that, personally thank MeUndies <laughs> for bringing the uh, sound effects into the podcast. Do you like the, the, the spooky organ? Yes. Spooky organ. Spook, that's the spookiest instrument, as we have discussed. Dave, are you going to get trigger treaters this year? You think? Oh yeah, yeah. So are oh, we yeah. get we getting Halloween onesies and passing out candy at your house. I mean, if y'all want to, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get trick or treaters in my apartment complex. No, so. that's not. Gonna yeah, happen. we get them. We cool. probably we have probably a Halloween get party. I just planned it for you. We get between Alyssa yeah. right now. And uh, I've already been texting Alyssa uh, costumes for Randy. So if you want to bring Rosie, she can. Bring Rosie her own already costume. has a Halloween costume. Oh hell yeah. She is being, do you want me to tell you or do you want it to be a surprise? I want you to tell me. I don't like surprises. Well, you you know Rosie's past, like, couple months have not been easy. She's had a rough Post rough her getting go. bit by another dog. Well, we decided while she was in the cone slash t-shirt, we were like, she kind of looks like a demi-corgan. She also kind of looks like a handmaid. So we are dressing her up as a handmaid. We're getting a red T-shirt, painting her cone white. Okay, Will brought this up on Circling Back, and maybe it was spooky season. Either way, she hates wearing that damn cone. No, she actually is quite comfortable. Don't make comfortable. her do it. She loves it. Oh, She looks stop. cute as hell. She actually just got a fresh fade today. She's going to look great. Maybe just because she got used to I it. I think Randy needs to go with the Handmaid's theme and like be Aunt Lydia or a commander or these references are lost on me but my wife would know okay i'm gonna text yeah, i haven't about seen it. that show either I, I i found a pretty funny uh <laughs> it's just like a tuxedo t-shirt <laughs> that i thought was pretty freaking funny that sounds pretty good uh but there's if i googled big dog costumes and there's a bunch of them and they're cheap so i might just buy like four or five just do some costume changes throughout yeah the night. like i might get just all the grams off love it love it catch dave on the ground hit me on the ground at DC Rough. You don't know this video? What? Don't worry. It's It sucks. Is this a reference to that weird thing that Dave keeps sending me? Thanks for listening that? to our podcast. I have been out of the country for nine days. They, they don't even They don't even download. They have internet in Guatemala. Just so you know, we had an hour and a half bus ride 
back from Antigua to Guatemala City and I tried to download Circling Back mm-hmm. so I could listen to it and it wouldn't do it. And then when I finally got service and could download it, I had the wrong headphone jack for my phone. So, sorry. What's the matter with you? Okay. Sorry, I derailed this That's podcast okay. for a little bit. Let's, Let's get into going. a voicemail. What do you Dude, say? Give me a break over here. Okay. Hey, y'all. Love the pod. Um, I have a question about uh, weddings and dress code. And um, if the invitation says black tie, period, you have to wear, a, like, a tux or a floor-length gown, correct? Like, my boyfriend says he can just wear a suit. But I'm pretty sure you need to wear a tux. Uh, help us though is settle this debate and uh, let me know what you think. Um, yeah. Is that the uh, girl from the Geico commercial? The uh, I'm a pothole. <laughs> years back. I think it's the same girl. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, full disclosure: I have never been to a black tie wedding. Guess what? You're gonna go to one next I summer. I know. That, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Um, I would imagine if you wear a black suit to a black tie wedding, you won't be the only one wearing a suit. No. This Am I is right? False. No, that is false. False. Here's the deal. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's okay to wear one. I'm saying there are guys who probably think they can get away with it. There are. There always are. There might yeah. be. Okay, that's what I mean. But, but you don't want to be the idiot you, in a suit. You don't want to be that guy, but there are those guys there. Here's the deal. Black tie, you must wear tux. As far as floor-length gown slash dress goes, it depends on the season and the location of the wedding. I think short is not acceptable, but like T-length or like ankle-length, floor-length, or even a a nice jumpsuit. What is T-length? What does that mean? T-length is like mid-calf. Okay. Um, But again, if if it's like an outdoor black tie wedding, like the one we were at in Laguna Beach, I probably could have gotten away with something a little more casual than what I was wearing. I think definite tux is a must. Black tie optional, you can wear a suit. But I think, so what I, I kind of hate black tie optional. I think that's a cop out. Either do a black tie or just do cocktail. Oh gosh. I agree with that. But then somebody explained it to me and they're like, well, we always consider black tie optional as if you have a tux, wear it. But if you don't, don't go out and get one. Is like what they said black tie optional was. And they, the girl who's explaining it to me, her brother in law did it that way because they had family members they didn't like want to force to wear a tux. Sure. But if you, if the invitation says black tie, you need to wear a tux. Yes, I agree. That's I mean, the rule. You, you could, like you said, there may be people there wearing a suit, but you don't look like the only bozo. You don't want to be that guy, wear a tux. Um, but if like you're strapped for cash, I don't think like they're gonna run you out of the building if you show up there in a nice tailored black suit. Right, it needs to be nice. But the thing about tuxes is, and I told Will this forever ago, so maybe this is like the only black tie wedding they're gonna go to. But there was a year where Will and I went to like five black tie weddings, and he was trying to rent a tux, and I was like, no, no, no. you bought one. You're buying a tux. Buy a che- we bought a cheap one. I mean, relatively cheap for a tux, and then just got it tailored really well, and it looks great. I think most guys don't own tuxes. I think I think ten percent ten percent of grown men own a tux. I don't know how many. I feel like a lot of my friends did because all of the fraternity formals and stuff that they would go to, they would wear tuxes. Did y'all not? No. no. For formals? No. We went to Texas. We went to State, Texas okay. State. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I there's like a whole if you get on 
I, I just pushed my mic. So if there was a weird noise, um, there's like a whole um, chart of what the dress code is. So like black tie is a tux. White tie is a tux with tails or a top hat and white gloves. Oh my God. That, if, if you're doing that, you're doing way too much. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's intense. Who do you think you are? Yeah. You're not the Prince of Wales over here. Can you imagine just if calm we down. were like, we're having a white tie. You know what? I would boycott. I would be like, I'm not going. Top I don't hat. even care. That's a so top aggressive. Hat and a mon- like a monocle. Like we just go all out. <laughs> I think white tie and a pocket watch reserved for like the president inaugural ball and shit like that. Like you can't be like like that's absurd. Like I don't even think the royals. Well, probably the royals had white tie weddings. I don't know. My sister went to a wedding one time. Uh, all the guys were required to wear a white smoking jacket. So that's a pretty common thing too, is to have, well, not all of them, but usually like have your groomsmen in white jackets. That's like a, I feel like a lot I mean, of people I'm, in Texas I, do that. On the, Everyone on the invitation. To. Yeah. I was like, you must wear. Wow. So every, every man there had that on. That looks a little waiterish to me sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. I don't even really, I don't even really know what a smoking jacket looks like, but. Well, like a white jacket. Just a white. Sp- Does it have a black lapel on it? It's hard to say. I don't know. No one really knows. That sounds like what I wore to prom. What if I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where he needs to wear tux. Yes. Yeah, dude. Don't. There are plenty of Just companies out there you can rent tuxes from. One of them hopefully will sponsor us soon. Plus, it's so much fun to wear a tux. Wearing a tux, I will love. You have like you don't have more swagger than you do when Part you're wearing a tux. Part of the reason that we are probably most likely going to have a black tie wedding is because will loves wearing tux and not that he couldn't wear tux without everyone else wearing one but i think he's just like everyone feels invincible in tuxes i think i might like just get wear my tux and when and have randy wear his for halloween just because it will just be invincible. oh yeah just oh, the God. tux boys just fucking swag yeah you know, extra swag in the step you know maybe a texas okay tux. another tip too like i'm gonna say i'm gonna go ahead and say no clip on bow ties Oh, it's absolutely. A bad move. Well, duh. Especially if you own it, if you're spending the money to own your own tux, don't have a, have a clip on. Yeah, uh, look, like having a bow tie that you tied yourself or someone. Will doesn't know how to tie a bow tie. I always have to do it for him. But like plenty of YouTube videos, it's not easy it. to tie a bow tie. It's I think it's actually easier for a person to tie it in it front is, of you yeah. than it is for you to tie it on yourself. Anyway, that's that's my two cents. Okay, you want to do the next one? It is a voicemail. What's up, y'all? It's D.W. from uh, good old Hampton Roads, Virginia. I kind of got myself in a pickle over the weekend. So I've been seeing this girl, and she's cool and all, but my best friend is really, really into her. But she's already told me that she's not interested and that, you know, we've really been burning it up. You know what I mean? And I want to know, am I being a shitty friend? You going after this girl. I mean, I know he likes her and stuff, but she's not interested. Like, am I supposed to sacrifice my happiness and, you know, potential for a relationship over this? I, I don't really know what to do. Uh, yeah, I just need, need uh, y'all's opinions. All right, love the pod. Thanks, y'all. Where do we think that guy's from? Good God. Same he said he was from Virginia. Caller. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's some accent on that guy. He's been um, burning it up. They've been burning it up. You know what I mean, Dave? Must be hot. Yeah, um, I think I think here's the rule for me. I think if you just want to like hook up with her, then she's probably off limits. Like, don't just like do that. 
because it's, yeah, it's, it's cheap. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do. But if you like actually think you can have a relationship with this person, it and you're like going to pursue does. it, and he does. So yeah. I'm saying if that's the case, then I think there's a green light. But a conversation needs to take place beforehand, before you pursue her, before you throw that text out to her and just be like, look, I'm into her too. Um, she, you know... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it because I don't think there's a future between you two. She has expressed as much to me or right. maybe he already, he probably already knows that. Right. Um, that I think that's protocol. But if you just want to like hook up with somebody that your buddy's really into, don't, don't be, do a, be a that's good friend a and don't. Friend. That's shitty. Yeah. Because that's a cheap thrill. Then it's, it, it's here and it's gone. I think just talk to the friend. Talk to the friend. Or if she needs to talk to the friend. The, the weird part is like, are you always going to wonder, is he still into her? Hopefully he'll just get over it when y'all are in a relationship. I don't know. But I mean, I think this is common between people. Like It is. It, I think it's a lot more hairy to like date somebody's ex-girlfriend, you know, but yeah. if, if neither of you have dated her yet and she likes you and you like her, yeah. then just a simple conversation with your friend of like. I don't think shitty is the word to use here. I think like it's a little selfish, but you're allowed to be a little selfish when it comes to this kind of stuff. And you, right. your friend is going to have to accept it. Especially, like, if she's already expressed that she's into this guy. It's yeah. not like they're both fighting over her. It's like right. they both have feelings for each other, and the friend's just over to the side. Me and my, uh, he ended up being my best man at my wedding. Uh, we were both into the same girl in, like, eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. And we both asked her out on the same day. Wow. And she, like, she was like, I got to think about it. I don't know what to do. Wow, competition. And she picked him. Ooh. She left me out to dry, and uh, was I was... Was he cuter than you? No, nah, no, there's no way. More swag? Better at sports? I don't, I don't know why deal? she liked him. No, he, he's a he's a good-looking guy. He is. Um, I'm going to have to see some pics. But, but yeah, she picked huh. him over me, and I was uh, I was, I was was burned. Were you devastated? I was devastated. She she was she was it. Yeah, you bring she it was up the hot girl of seventh grade? She was the hottest girl of seventh grade. Wow. Yeah, I, I, obviously, I got over it pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got left out to dry. Hopefully this friend gets over it just as quickly as you did in seventh grade. Yeah, for, for me, it was very fast. Oh, man. You want to talk rowback real quick? Oh, I'd love to. Let's talk rowback. You know, I wore it all weekend at my golf trip. Did you? I did. It, you The QZ or the polo or both? QZ. Okay. The I wasn't QZ. sure if it was cool probably, enough yeah, for no, you. I probably did have the, I had the polo on under, but I, did, I never popped top because it was cold. Yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah, I mean, I it is now it. officially QZ weather. Well, it's it's great. It's uh it's great for golf because it doesn't inhibit your your backswing or anything like that. It doesn't feel tight and restricted. It's very important. It's a great fit. I love their quarter zips. I love their performance tees as well. Dave and I wear them to the gym all the time. And their hats can't say enough about how they fit. Mm. Best fitting hat that I own. And if you use promo code Randy twenty, that's Randy twenty. You get twenty percent off at Roback.com. R H O B A C K. The next one is a voicemail. Hey, Malin Gaines. This is Will from Vail, Colorado. Woke up this morning to a brisk five-degree morning with five fresh inches of new snow. It got me wondering, what's your guys' morning routine? I wake up, turn on the fireplace, shower, coffee, breakfast, brush my teeth, commute to work. Let me know what your guys' morning process is. Love the pod. Talk to you all soon. Bye. I kind of just included this because this guy has the dopest morning routine of all time. He does. I do have one question. Is it an automatic fireplace and not a, a log, a wood-burning one? That's. I have two questions. That is one. 
Okay. Second, he does all that stuff and then brushes his teeth. Yeah. Okay. This, this is a morning person. He yeah, has he's... He, a lot of people just they, they don't go through all these steps in the morning. They, you know, he he probably in, really enjoys getting up, like wait, probably it's still dark outside. Um, I would. What's wrong doing all this up before brushing your teeth? Uh, I pretty much brush my teeth as soon as I get up. Oh, uh, not me. And then well, I do. Then I, I I generally will will do the rest of it because I just don't like I don't like doing anything without brushing my teeth. I reach for my glass of ice water. It's been sitting out. I, I put water next to my next to my bed when I go to sleep. I wake I up. Too. I immediately have a few sips of that, and I usually brush my teeth like ten to fifteen minutes later. Yeah, Is but your, this guy he does coffee and breakfast before. Yeah, but like he's that's eating, great. So I kind of like no, like it that makes move. sense. But I just I feel like I thought we thought most people did that like first step, maybe like before or after they get in the shower. Some people do it during. I don't keep the toothbrush out of the shower. Well, tell, you know walk stance. us through your morning, Dad. Wake up. I might take some, drink some water if I've got any left. Go in, brush my teeth, maybe blow my nose, turn on the shower, do that. Then I go downstairs, breakfast, coffee, all that. Let Randy out. I have become um, not a morning shower person. And I think that's because of our new work schedule and the fact that I always go to the gym like late morning. So and I and I shower at the gym. So what I do, I wake up, drink a little bit of water. Um, I'll go. I'll make coffee usually. Some either I, I pour up some cold brew that I have in the fridge, or I'll start start a pot. And of course, it depends if I have parks or not. I'm, this is on days I don't have parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll go grab something to eat. Uh, and then I'll brush the teeth and and, and wash the face, and uh, you know get dressed. I used to be. I used to shower every single morning, but I don't anymore because, Am like I, a I said, psycho for not showering in the morning. No, I lot, shower at night. I feel like a lot of women. Do you do shower that. like right when you get home from work, or right before you go to bed? Depends. Depends on how gross my work day was. I, th- I think if you shower once a day, I don't, it doesn't really matter what time of day it is. I you're agree good. With that. No, you're good. And the, I, it's the hair I'm, thing, right? I'm a night shower, which honestly, yeah, but I also don't always wash my hair, so. Mine depends on how disgusting I feel after work. It's like mostly though, I'm just so jealous of this guy's morning routine. Yeah, my morning routine is um wake up. I do it all in about five minutes. I wake up, I pee, I brush my teeth, I splash water in my face, I put mascara on, and then I grab my bag and leave. I don't even have coffee in the morning anymore before work because it's just too much of a process. Imagine waking up to five inches of fresh pal and just hitting the fireplace. That's great. And, uh, and starting a pot of coffee. I was talking about this the other day with somebody and I was like, I don't, the only time I get to enjoy coffee and just sit there and drink it is on the weekends. Yeah. Because otherwise. Yeah. I'm. On the go. On usually. the go. Or I get it at work and I'm like. Yeah. Scarfing it down, inhaling it and burning the shit out of my mouth. We have an unusual number of people calling us from Vail, Colorado. This is like the f- the fourth person that's called us from Vail. I don't. It may be the sa- might be the same person, but maybe it's man. This dude just lives. I in feel like, like Durango or I something. feel like three hundred people live in Vail, and they're all calling into the mailing. I love that. Might have to do a Vail meetup. I would love <laughs> a do- Vail meetup. Let's do it. Oh, you know your boys there. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we I mean, know. That. I I winter there. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. you have a secret fan club there because you winter there. It could be, and it. they're just like all waiting for you to show up for the winter, and they're like, oh, Dylan's spotting. 
Can we do a, a ski trip, Dave? I, I know we, we talk about this. Let's do a wash ski trip. You need to do, talk to Will. If you and Will, y'all talk about booking but it. Don't you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Even well, if, you're not, even if you don't want to ski, like just being in, in the town. Am I invited? Of course. I just want to play golf. Of, uh, who's invited? I've never if you played play golf, golf. We probably shouldn't go in January. Yeah, it's not really great, like golfing, skiing you know I mean? at the same time. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying, dog? The Opry alone. Dave is worth it, okay? You you do that. Can you define that word for me? It's the after words. The after ski. Okay. Après ski. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what that means? Yes. I didn't I never want to be the guy who had to ask what that meant, but that makes Let me sense. Just that is the best the, the best part of a, a ski trip. Yes. Is when you're just tired from skiing all day and you get into like the warm, you know, like fireplace. It is Defined by dictionary.com as coming in after in time, specific, typically specifying a period following an activity. Give me like a, uh, give me a fireplace and a hot toddy and like take, you take your ski boots off yeah. and you're sitting there and it's like life. Honestly, does, one of my favorites is when you sit at the that. bottom of the mountain and you're just like watching everyone come in. You're just like outside. But you're in, you're in a warm environment at this point. Or, or you're in all your like really, you're bundled up and in the snow. That's fun too. Yeah, but how comfortable is it to get out of all that stuff? And you get, know when like, you've toasty? been skiing though and you're already like pretty hot. So you just like sit outside. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one. Then you go home, you get like, you get all your shit off and you get like nice and cozy. And then you have a tie. Like there's like two levels. Man. I have, I need the I one need that. that's at the base of the mountain is like a social scene. Like that's like, that's like opera ski where you're like popping bottles of champagne, watching people come in. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the, the opera ski you do with your friends, like that you're staying with where y'all like all go home, maybe get in a hot tub, maybe like getting cozy clothes with a fire, you know, play a little. This is getting me really excited. Yeah. We need to take a ski trip. And, and I have no I plans am, to go. I don't know. Like Jenga. I was going to say, like, Big categories. Jingo. I don't know. Uh, just drink, like, heavy beers. I am beers. free as hell in January, okay? And February, actually. I will so, go. Let's do it. Well, let's make Brett plan a wash media ski trip. Brett already says he wants to go, too. Let's do it. I even told him, like, if I'll, I, he said, I want to plan a trip. I said, I'll book it today. He goes, today? I said, I'll book it today. Honestly, going to Colorado, like, Southwest flights to Denver, not very expensive. So cheap. Get there yeah. and back for like less than two. Or we could like now. do really dope and like go to Jackson Hole or like Utah. I don't know if there's skiing in Jackson Hole, is there? Yes, it's a mountain. It's like a resort. I know it's a mountain, but not every mountain is skiable. It's so funny. Yeah, Jackson Hole, Wyoming is like okay, okay. A ma- God, it's so hilarious. What a loser. Let's do Vail though. You don't know anything about J Hole. You're right. I've never been to J Hole. Well, he winters in Vail. So. <sighs> Vail, Dave. I mean, they're both equally nice. I've been to Steamboat more than anything. I've else. never actually seen Will ski, and he claims that it's gonna like oh, yeah. make me fall in love with him. Well, oh. you know what? He's never skied outside the state of Michigan, so I think he has. He has not. It would be a major upset if the guy from Texas was a better skier than the guy from Michigan. Well, well no, what it is until you don't... consider that I've been skiing like twenty times. No, I know you don't really think of Michigan as being a ski place. I personally don't. We looked up the elevation of. Uh, Nubs Knob? Nubs Knob. Uh-huh. And it's like a fourth of the mountains in Colorado. Well, I think I don't, it I don't think depends there's much, on what mountain you're on. I'm just saying, I don't think there's much treacherous, like, advanced skiing in Michigan. I am not an advanced skier. I could be totally wrong. I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm not a good skier. I'm comfortable with it. 
I like taking my time. I can get around the mountain. And I like to like, you know, do my like fucking green and then just enjoy myself. There's nothing wrong with that. be down with it. Like I'm a very casual skier. But we should plan this trip. Okay. Let's do the next one, Dave. We got three more. Wow, we've been really going on some tangents. We, we, we might we might omit. Uh, Give me a number. We Dylan. might omit one of them. That's what I'm saying. Should we should we cancel one of them? I like this one. This one's short and sweet. Yo, I can't have sex more than one time at night. <laughs> like he's talking rounds. He puts that in parentheses. Do I have ED or do I just suck? Thanks. All right, let's skip right to that one. I assume this is a male because ED erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Um, I. Is this, I think this is common. Is yeah, it not after, common? after like the age of 22, it de- I think. It depends sure. his age, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's not always easy to, to go multiple, to go multiple times. Yeah. I think that's a thing in movies that like people just assume happens, but I don't, for girls and for guys, I like, that's like a lot. I don't know. It's a lot of sex. Is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well, like maybe, maybe you're doing this like once, you know. In a okay. year when you're like super I'm wondering if, up. if his sexual partner wants to go like again right afterward because that's nearly impossible to go right afterward. Yeah, again. but they do it in the movies all the time, Dylan. So what is well, he missing here? What kind of movie is he talking about? Like I don't know. Like, like graphic porn? No, I'm not talking about porn. I'm talking about okay. like sex scenes in movies where they're like. Ace Ventura with Courtney the Cox. The Notebook. Like any of those. Or The Notebook. Yeah. 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 They also just like finish and like roll over. Like where, where did the stuff go? Like, you got to clean up, right? What are you talking about? Oh, like, no girl ever even gets up to go to the bathroom after she has sex in a movie. Yeah, like, in movies, they they have sex, and the guy, like, he's on top, and he he finishes, and they just roll, he rolls over, and they're just having a conversation in bed. Like, what happened to the, you know? normally you just roll over and pass out if you're the guy. Well, you know what I'm saying, dude? Girls. No, I know what you're saying. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. And please do it. For your own reproductive health, just go to the bathroom and pee. Just you need to do it. <laughs> for this guy, like I don't think you have ED. As long as, if you can get up once, I think that kind of rules you yeah, out. Yeah, like you might have low T, but you might also no, be. No, but I I don't think like boning multiple times in one night is like a not doing that is not a problem. Like I think most people don't do that. I don't know. You might need to just get good at other stuff. It's hard to say. Like what? They give us give us an example. Uh, I don't know, like, bar like conversation. Yeah, in conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, I don't think cheesy. I don't think you have ED, but you could have low T. Maybe maybe you're you know third in your mid thirties, and this is a your libido slowing down a little bit. Maybe which you're is tired, natural. or maybe you're just a guy. But if you're nineteen, yeah, if you're yeah. nineteen, maybe. But I don't. Maybe you're nineteen. How'd you hear cause about for the concern? <laughs> we have people uh, emailing in from college or what? Oh, I know. I'm just. Yeah. I always wonder, like, how did you find their podcast? Dylan's got a lot of friends who are nineteen. <laughs> yes, we're not. We're not maybe do it's that. maybe it's like his data girlfriend. He just doesn't know. It's like she referred him to you. Ha ha. Sally, I gotta get this from you too. Yeah. Yeah. You thought the mail-in was safe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dylan, which one you want? Seven. Um, eight, let's do. Let's do seven. Dorn, need your help. My boyfriend of about a year is great. He has a great... This is another one of those Sally questions. He has a great job, treats me well, is a is adored by my friends and family, is funny, sweet, smart, etc. Our relationship is about 90% perfect, but... Ugh, here comes the but. What I can't get over is... What I can't get over is that this man does not 
help me with anything unless I explicitly ask him. <laughs> Jeez. I'm actually really glad you picked this one because I'm like. <laughs> this one has me upset. Pumped. He'll watch me this. struggle to hold an armful of grocery bags. He'll sit on his phone while I clean the kitchen after we cook dinner. He'll only get one beer. One. <laughs> out of the fridge when we sit down to watch TV together. List goes on. 100% a result of his upbringing. I've witnessed his mother bending over backwards for him as a grown adult. Is it unreasonable to expect my boyfriend to anticipate my needs? Can I do anything to get him to pitch in a little more, or should I expect this behavior for the rest of our relationship? I feel like I've done everything from pouring on the positive reinforcement anytime he pitches and pitches in unprompted to being completely blunt about it. This would be a major, and I mean major, problem for Dude, me. Dude, I, yeah. I knew a guy like this. This is so disrespectful and selfish and just blatantly fucked up. So if she's already been blunt about it, that... And it didn't do anything. Yeah, that's a problem. because. And at some point, you can't blame your upbringing. It's like, I, well, I, get, I get that it can, that can affect who you are, but you can grow out of that stuff, and you can retrain yourself to right. be more responsible and... and <laughs> probably a result of his mom doing this for him and his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only way I can say to deal with this is to be completely blunt and be like, listen, you never helped me. Like, and maybe you need to take it a step further and like, not just say like, it bothers me that you're, that you don't help me, but maybe say something like, Hey, by the way, it is a serious problem that you don't help me with shit. And right. we got to fix this if you want if you want this thing to last here, here's my, uh, this is not the same to most degrees, but will I, I feel like in relationship as a girl, like with in my relationship with will, there are times where I'm like, why is he not anticipating what I want? And like, why can he not read my mind? And then I realized that men can't read women's minds and you have to be completely, obviously blunt with them. Like I used to get so pissed at will. I'd be like, all I wanted this week, you knew I was stressed out. Just like do something nice for me. Like give me a present or buy me flowers or like do something special. And Will was just like, what? Like had no clue. I don't know if y'all are like that. I'm like the type where my love language is like gift giving and things like that. And uh -huh. like Will's is not. And so I expected that from him. And then I was like talking to my mom. She was like, your dad is the same way. Unless I explicitly tell him like you need to go do this for me. He won't do it. That's more of like little things. Will helps me out all the time. And so it's not like this guy. Actually, Will has been really great and like cleans our apartment all the time. Props to Will. Um, so this is more of a deal breaker. But I will say you have to be, it's not like, oh, maybe one day he'll see me with all these eight grocery bags and think like I should help her. Like he may just be the point where you have to be like, I'm holding eight grocery bags. You need to take them yeah, from this me. This is where you step up. Right. Like, like just call him out. And just to, it, honestly have a frank conversation with him and tell him, I'm going to start pointing out when you need to help me because you're so oblivious to it. Either he's oblivious to it or he doesn't care. I think it's more that he doesn't care, but. And if it doesn't get better after you have, and if you like really care about this guy, you know, you're not going to like end it. Uh, go, go talk to a counselor maybe. Right. And you're a relationship counselor and explain, you know, it, it, it might help him get to the root of why he's like that. Right. And figure it out. That, well, that she mentioned giving him positive reinforcement. That's not enough. But if you are blunt with him and literally pointing out when he is not helping you, when he does help you, thank him 
and give him positive reinforcement. But don't use positive reinforcement as the only method for trying yeah. to get him to do stuff because yeah. he also yeah. may be oblivious to that as well. So And this would drive me up the wall. I would be pissed. Yeah. Like there's always like the Minner from Mars thing where you feel like you have to like explain stuff yeah. to them. But not like just being a normal human. Like yeah. that's not even like a relationship Dude. thing. That's like if, if Dave saw me, we're not in a relationship, but he saw me struggling to carry something, he would offer to yeah. help. Because that's like what nice people do. It's like holding the door for somebody. Right. Yeah. It's just like it's I got, being decent. I got called out so much as a kid for like, you know, chores and helping out around the house and stuff. To yeah, where I if, so. I w- if I was laying on the couch and I could hear like a vacuum running in the next room or my mom like washing dishes or something, I would get like antsy. Yeah. And I, I, to this day, it still happens to me. I have to like, I'll sit up on the couch and like, you know, like, okay, what can I do right now to like make, to not feel like a, a total shit bag for just laying here while someone's cleaning around me. Well, that is really also being me. an adult. Like, don't you feel like now I, I was thinking about this. I told Alyssa this actually when y'all all came over to our house um, and we had that pool party that I was like, it's so funny because now as adults, like everyone is like cleaning up and like helping each other out. Like that's just being a good person. Like just help people. It's, so just, this guy, it's, just, you're, it's just very basic human decency at this so point. So either he's not a decent human or he expects it from his significant yeah. other because he's watched his parents do it for yeah. so long. That's like, probably what it is, but it's fixable. It's definitely fixable. But if he doesn't like, if you are blown with him and he doesn't step up, then yeah, I would lose my mind. Do you have a bonus question? I do have a bonus question. Lay it on us. Okay, spooky season is upon us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us a sound effect. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Go. Oh, the that thing is sound. the sound effect. Oh fuck! Get the volume down. Nice. There it is. Okay. I'm a bad Give producer. me your best Halloween costume ever. Uh-huh. And also your worst Halloween costume ever. My best Halloween costume ever. I was about twenty three or four and I was the dude from the big from Big Lebowski. Uh-huh. Okay. I had like the whole uh the robe and the, the long hair and the beard and I was drinking a, a white Russian all night. Nice. And I just crushed it. Nice. My worst one, I've had some mail ins. Yeah. Um I the worst one doesn't really come to mind. And the worst one is not dressing up. I've had many where I just didn't dress up. Yeah. God, don't be that guy. I know. That's it's Will. lame. Will hates Halloween. So, I think you know what my best one was. Will? When I was Will last year. And he was you? That was that was Y'all the last minute. That. Like, we it. didn't even know what to be. And then I was like, let's be each other. And I feel like we crushed it. Yeah. Honestly, best costume ever. Because it was also comfortable. Besides the fact that I had that beard stuck to my face and I couldn't drink all night. I was thinking about this on the way over. My lamest costume ever was probably like in eighth grade when we or seventh grade. I don't know what, maybe sixth grade. We were in middle school and we were like, we're going to be the girls from Coyote Ugly. And we just like oh. dressed like sluts. Like that was, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like a costume. Cause like all they did was like, wear like low rise jeans and like crop tops. And we were like, don't you know that we're from Coyote Ugly? We didn't even like carry. Well, cause we were like in middle school, but like we had no props or anything to like, we just looked like sluts. Like, that was the problem. Oh, they're ladies of the night. No one could even, like, tell what we were from. We were like, we're coyote ugly. Why don't you get this? <laughs> Actually, another top costume was my freshman year. And my friend Allison and I were, went as babies. And we literally got, like, these very comfortable, could have gotten me undies, onesies. 
that were like from Target that zipped from our foot all the way up to our neck and they were fleece because it was cold out and we had our hair and pigtails and we drank from two bottles all night. Oh, it was like a yeah. vodka bottle and an orange juice bottle. pretty good. It was just the most comfortable costume I've ever worn. That's, it was that's great. That's a good one. Dave? Uh, man, in college I went as uh, Burt Reynolds, but Burt Reynolds from Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL, so oh, Norm nice. McDonald's interpretation yes. of Burt Reynolds. And uh, unfortunately, I there's no. I went to college a few years back, probably a um, long time ago. So there's not a lot of photo evidence, if any, which sucks because I nailed it. Then I also, I think that same Halloween, I went to Seinfeld, which there is a photo of that, and it kind of sucked, but it was What's nobody the deal knew what it was. I walked around with like a microphone. Uh-huh. What's the deal? Yeah, with that's that? pretty much what I did. People, people who either really, really liked it or just didn't get it. Uh, worst costume. I think I went as Davy Crockett one year when I was like a child. And I think somebody made fun of me. Oh, come on. I mean, yeah. one of my favorite costumes Dave. of Dave was when he went as the Chili's guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that might have been my best That was costume. a great one. That crush. I. It's so good that I don't, I, I can't bring it back. And I can't. Because it was so random. I just love the pictures from it. I think it's the funniest that thing. That was pre-content, Dave, too. Yeah, and you just went, did you just get a shirt from a Chili's person? Like, what'd you do? True story, so I was in Lubbock at the time, and there's like one or two Chili's in Lubbock. So I had to drive, Lubbock's not a big town, but I had to drive, it's a beating to get any, like, to the north side. So I went to, I went to, I think I went to two different Chili's, one to buy the t-shirt, and they didn't have any, but they're like, oh, I think one of the cooks has one in his car. So he went out and got it, and he just gave me the t-shirt. And then one of the bartenders, they wouldn't give me a menu, and then, like, I sweet-talked one of the bartenders into just letting me take their menu. And then I went to, I think, Radio Shack, because I think that was still a thing back then. The headset. Got the, got the headset. headset. And that's it. And I wore, like, a generic pair of jeans and just some, like, tennis shoes and crushed it. I love that costume so much. It was... The funny thing was, the photo that, I always, that always gets posted, my wife's in the background of it, like, giving me a death stare. And people, <laughs> every time it gets posted, people were like, dude, what's that girl's problem? Well, she was Wednesday Adams. Oh yeah, so she it was, was part of the Adams. costume. Yeah, that she. And was. She always gets. She's like, always is like, you need to tell people, like, because she's afraid of people thinking she's a bitch. Wednesday Adams from yeah. Adams Family, like oh. she had the, the daughter. Like, yeah. Oh, I see. I so it's like she was in costume and she was in character. That's so. so the, great. It's a great. It's a pretty great photo of her, like just glaring at me and me, like as the Chili's we guy. We need to post that from the Wash Media. Do you remember, did I ever tell you what the voice I walked around and talked in? Mm-mm. Okay. I just walked around the entire night and I was with a bunch of people I didn't know. It wasn't a big party and I was with like friends of friends, their party, and I was just like, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Chili's. <laughs> this is, this, that was my, my Chili's host voice. I was like, party of five? All right, come on. Come this way. Oh, my God. Goodness. Oh, my God. Is this wrong that it's making me want chilies now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. You guys have fun? I had a great time. I had fun. I did, too. I'm going to enjoy this cold weather. Uh, The hotline number is 888-362-6245. And, again, you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail and Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.